Welcome to Opt In with April Jasper, relevant conversations about topics important to eye care providers today. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We appreciate being a part of your life and being invited into your day. It is such a joy to be able to help our colleagues to bring value to their patients and to help you strengthen and grow your business. Join us at optometricmanagementeducation.com where you can learn more about all of the other services we provide. We have a subscription service that you can be a part of where you can learn and teach your team from the courses that we've recorded on all of the topics that are relevant to your success. We also have consulting services. And right now, if you give us a call, schedule a call with me, I'll be happy to talk to you about what we can do to help you grow your business one-on-one. Hello, everyone. April and I had the opportunity to change things up a little bit for this podcast. So we are in Dothan, Alabama with a good friend of ours, um, Mr. Bill Holland. He is the owner of Harley-Davidson of Dothan, Alabama and Holland Motorsports right here in Dothan, Alabama. And um, Bill's been a good friend of ours for it's been over 30 years now. You believe that? Yeah. Mid 80s. Yes, sir. It's it's been a ride. Yes, sir. No pun intended, right? (laughs) That's right. (laughs) So him and his dad, you guys are celebrating your 50th year this year. Yes, sir. Opened up in July 26, 1972. So we just had a big celebration this past July. Uh, We actually had the celebration on July 30th, uh, which my dad just happened to turn uh, 90 years old on July 30th. So we celebrate his ninth birthday and our 50 years in business pretty much the whole month of July, but had a real big blowout on July 30th for his birthday and our anniversary. That is amazing, right? Um, So you guys had some some challenges along the way and you've had a lot of great times along the way too right it's been from humble beginnings you would say maybe yeah this is uh, you know a family business I think any business you know ours just happens to be power sports motorcycles um, I think they go through cycles <laughs> when you have times when uh, there's uh, you know a lot of fat and uh, some profits to be made and there's other times when it's you know, you think from day to day, how am I going to pay my bills tomorrow? And since we actually opened up in 1972, um, there were a lot of times uh, in the 80s when interest rates was extremely high. Um, and we went through days when we did not know if we were going to make it the next day or not. Uh, my dad was just an old school of hard knocks guy, and he just had a will to succeed. And with a lot of grace and prayer, um, he was able to just stay in business and just defy the odds and keep his business open. I remember one time in the, uh, I think it was early 80s, uh, we had a sidecar rig, um, which was a nice antique that we had, and uh, nobody would loan him any money. Uh, he finally found a, uh, let's just say some sort of broker, a legal broker, <laughs> uh, to borrow some money from, but the interest was so high he had to sell our antique sidecar rig just to pay the interest on the note oh to keep our doors open, you know, one more time. So there's been a lot of those times through our history when we, you know, were able to take a nice vacation and other times when we didn't know if we were going to have anything besides, right. you know, peanut butter and jelly sandwich for a week or two. And I think when we met... We were eating the peanut butter and jelly we sandwich. Were, we, we, I, I remember my brother-in-law, my brother-in-law now saying, "We're going to go see the Harley Davidson owner's house, or we're going to go, we're going to go to his house because yeah. I think we had to pick something up or something." Because yeah. you, you were his youth pastor. Yes, in, I was in the mm-hmm. church, and uh, you were actually my youth pastor that year. Yeah. We lived up here. That was yeah. eighty-eight, eighty-nine, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember thinking, "Okay, this is the Harley Davidson owner's house. All right, 
yeah. It was yeah. When, it was when, rough. Right. And in the early eighties when my wife and I got married in nineteen eighty four, um, I was actually renting a one bedroom duplex that belonged to my great grandparents and th- at this time, you know, the uh, home, you know, belonged to my grandmother. Uh, so uh, we were renting the duplex from my grandmother and um, probably the one of the oldest, if not the oldest subdivisions in Dothan, Alabama. And um, yeah, it's uh, it was um, it was a very humble place that we yeah. lived there for several years. Well, and, and congratulations because since then it's been like crazy. Yes. Right. Yes. I mean, yeah. well, we've had I a few mean, hiccups along the way, but because yeah. the economy is up and then it's down. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you guys obviously, I mean, you've had the you have been awarded 14 times the Barn Shield Award. Yeah, 13 which, to 14 times, which um, is a prestigious. Harley Davidson Award. Yeah, just recognized as one of the top 25 leaders in the United States. They actually don't have that exact award now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, through different leaderships of Harley Davidson Motor Company, they go through different cycles of uh, what they call reward programs and the recognitions they make. Um, but during the era they had those awards, we did win it at least 13 or 14 times, yes. Wow, that's amazing. And Harley kind of reinvented themselves, right? I mean, they they went through some tough times themselves. Harley Davidson themselves, they sold, right? Was AMF or something? Yeah, kind of bought them um, out or when, something. We, when we opened up in 1972, um, Harley Davidson at that time was actually owned by American Machinery and Foundry. And um, it was right. just a difficult time in the 70s and early 80s when mm-hmm. a lot of vehicles, specifically motorcycles, were moving from leaded fuel to unleaded fuel, solid state resistance systems instead of points of condensers. So everything was just running a lot hotter, and the technology that we had um, going into the early 80s was uh, strained by the fuel changes and the ignition changes. Um, and then in 84, um, Harley-Davidson came out with a new evolution engine. They've had several different engine designs over time, but that was one of our saving engine designs in 84. And uh, but just prior to that, in 1982, um, several of the uh, employees and family members of Harley-Davidson Motor Company came together and bought Harley-Davidson from AMF, and it became a you know private entity again. Of course, some years after that, it become a, and it currently is a publicly stock-held company. Um, so there's, it just went through, you know, our manufacturer, primary manufacturer Harley-Davidson has went through many changes, just like our store has went through many changes over the last 50 years. Yeah, what a what an evolution, right? Yes, actually, the, <laughs> well, I don't know if I mentioned or not, but the first engine that came out with an 84 that replaced the shovel head engine. The engine that came out with an 84 to replace the Chevrolet engine to help us deal with the different fuel and different ignition was called the Evolution engine. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I love it. That is perfect. I love that. I didn't even know that. But uh, so you guys have obviously been through a lot. What are some principles that you guys live by? I mean, you and Dutch obviously have a, a creed here and a motto and a, a way you do business. Well, what are um, some points that you can share with our audience? Because this is, this is a basically a business yeah. podcast, right? I'm not going to remember the author's name, um, but there's a, a book that I like called um, uh, Doing Business God's Way. And there's mm. just principles um, in that book when it's just not about you. You know, it's about yeah. your team. It's about your employees. It's about your families. It's and about how your many, employees' families. And how many employees do you have now? We're probably mid-40s. Wow. Um, you know, awesome. scratching 50. All right. Yeah, mid I'm sorry. I interrupted. Go ahead. No. So, um you know, basically, uh, we're not trying to build an empire about us. You know, we're trying to grow our family, and as we grow our family, we try to grow the families of our employees. You know, just um, once a month, we have a uh, a team meeting with the entire staff, and one of the things that um, my assistant manager 
um, reminded everybody of was to check your days. To you know, we're getting close to the end of the year. If you haven't took your vacation days, please take your vacation days. You know, you know, you can carry over a few of them, but you can't carry over all of them. And we want to be sure you get the time off. You know, with your new family. And the one reason we want to remind them last week, you know, the last couple of weeks about that is. Um, during this week that just uh, ends today um, has been the majority of the schools in Alabama have been out for fall break. So it's a good time to remind some of your employees that, hey, your kids are going to be home, you know, and uh, you may want to spend some time with them, just whatever that looks like. So, um, you know, like, you know, but we have a turnover, you know, life happens. Mm, right. um, we've had a, um, you know, the last few days we've had a couple of different employees because of things going on in their family. Right. You need to take a step back from, you know, the, working environment and, right. and, and, and go back and look after something at home. And, you know, when your employees uh, sit in the office with your general manager and yeah. basically cry, mm -hmm. you know, because I've just got situations at home that's going to require yeah. me to not be able to work here, yeah. but I've got to go take care of my family. You know, when their, you know, tears are streaming down their face because something, you know, life has happened and they can't continue their yeah. employment here. Yeah. Um, on the one hand, you, you feel for their family situation, but... Mm -hmm. And you're and you're sad yeah. that they're going through something cycle like that, but it still makes you glad that they love it here and nice. are hating they're not going to be able to remain a part, you know, of the team here. Yeah. I recently had one of my employees uh, had a different circumstance. Uh, he came up to me. He said, "Bill," he said, I, "I've only been here, you know, a month or so, and I haven't really had a one-on-one -on -one conversation with the other. Just, hey, how's your day going?" He said, "But I want to let you know that." This is the, and I don't know, he's got to be late 50s, um, early 60s. He said, I just want to know, working here is the best job I've ever had and the best team I've ever worked with, and your whole staff is it. just great. And um, So how do you and, do that? How are you doing that? What are you doing? Well, I, I, I would love to be able to give you a single <laughs> bullet point right here. You know, what we call a lot of times in our seminars, gold nuggets. Um, I wish I had a gold nugget. I could say, do this right here, and it will right. guarantee that you have the best employees always. Um, but I think at the end of the day, if your employees know that you genuinely care about them mm -hmm. and you genuinely care about their families and you're trying to do something, you know, um, I mean, just look, guys, I, I don't know you know how many different businesses are going to be hearing this but and i don't do this every day okay but when you have a situation to where um gas prices are stupid you know more than they you know have been but your business is doing okay right now and you can just throw every employee a couple of hundred extra bucks in their paycheck that they weren't expecting you haven't had to give them a raise you haven't had to change the whole dynamics of their um livelihood but when you just do that once in a blue moon because you look around and say Man, it cost me a hundred bucks just to fill my pickup truck up. It's costing all your employees a hundred bucks too to right. fill up, you know, their vehicles. Yeah. And just little bitty things, you know, like that. Once once in a while, um, we'll have a yeah a cookout, you know, mm. where we'll just you know either bring in food or there's been times with I personally, um, you know, my wife's baked the baked potatoes and I've come in here oh, and wow. um, ran the grill and grilled the steaks just so we can feed our employees. And that don't happen all the time. Right, right. But it is something we do. Right. So it's right. just occasional little things. It's a little hundred dollar bill on their check you know uh -huh. regular checkbook if right. it's bringing them in food if it's um you know cooking for them and and if you had the time and it don't happen as often as i wish it did but if you had the time for my wife to actually bake the potatoes and fix a salad <laughs> and me do the cooking um it's That's more a than lot just of potatoes well, it is come on now but it's more than just um 
them getting a free meal, you know, yeah. I mean, obviously the easy task is sometimes you'll have a charity, you know, organization come along and there'll be seven plates or something. Well, it, you know, if a charity's doing that and you can just stroke a check to the charity and they're going to bring all the meals by, then all of a sudden the charity's got a win-win and they got right. some money yeah. and your employee's got a win-win. Absolutely. Hey, boss bought lunch today, you know. So there's just, you, you, I think you just always need to be figuring out what can you do to create a family atmosphere in your workplace. Yes, it's work, okay? On the other side of that, because we have a lot of people that are passionate about our brand, right. we occasionally will have someone that's retired from their regular job and they think, and they want another job. Yeah, yeah. And, and they'll say, well, you know, I've bought three or four Harleys, I've ridden my whole life, this is fun, you know, maybe right. I'll just go to selling Harleys. Sometimes though, that doesn't work out because they realize that Okay, for us to sell our product, you have to prospect. You have to get leads. You have to call those prospects. Mm -hmm. You have to follow up with those prospects. You've got to oh, get it, up. Oh, it's a job? It is a job. No. So, yeah. So oh. you actually have to get up and meet wow. the customer when they come in and say, oh, okay. how may I help you today? Huh. And when the sales manager is saying, listen, I'm checking here, and the other team are, are making all their phone calls right. to follow all the customers. Right. But all you do is just wait on the next guy to come in the store. You Have don't... you been to our office? Yeah. Well, this, I, 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 this is... <laughs> so, so what I'm saying is that sometimes after about 30 days, some of these people that have retired and thought, oh, man, the greatest job in the world would be to sell Harley-Davidson motorcycles. So I'm, you know, so for my next career, I'm going to sell Harley's. And they get here like, oh, wait a minute. I didn't put in 30 years you know, at my regular job when yes. I actually had to work every day. Right. I thought this was going to be just a, just a fun atmosphere. People and it's a fun atmosphere. Yeah. It is a fun atmosphere. Okay. That's great, but it's still a job. You still have yes. to do the process, go through the work, you know, just like any sales seminar you ever go to, everybody tells you you yeah. got to put so many things in the funnel at the top for something to fall at the bottom, you know, because if I'm not working hard and I'm not giving great customer service and taking care of my customers yep. and getting return business, then I'm not making any money. Right. If I'm not making any money, there's not going to be a once in a blue moon you know, free lunch or a hundred dollar extra, you know, hundred dollars in the exactly. paycheck to help with gas. The yeah. only way you can do that thing, you know, those things to bless your employees is if you're taking care of your customers and everybody's doing their job and doing their part. So, wow. Okay. That's a lot to unpack. Well, it doesn't matter, you know, pick a name, you know, yes, your business, my yes. business, exactly. the medical field, the exactly. retail field, it's all taking care of your customers, right? looking after them. You know, I would, you know, I will say that I think it's a lot easier to take care of a, well, I'm going to take that back. I don't know that it's easier because sometimes it's not uncommon for people to look at their Harley-Davidson motorcycle like many people look after their children uh -huh. yes. or their spouse. Correct. So one thing I think the medical field may have in common with our particular business is your client, you know, your customer, your patient are just as concerned about whom you're caring for in their family. Right. Okay. Absolutely. And people may not realize it, but in the Harley-Davidson business, many times you are taking care of a member of their family. Yeah. And they're just as concerned about them. I mean, you know, how's yes. it going? How's my baby? Is she going to be okay? You know, uh, and I've got all these new accessories I want to put on her, you know, when you can get it in, when you can get the accessories, you know, <laughs> I love and, it. And, and they want to make it, make it uniquely yours. I yep. mean, you know, it's, it's, um, they want to dress their children up for their <laughs> first trip to school or dress yep. her, you know, young adult up for their trip to college. That's right. They want to take their motorcycle and be sure it has 
the most attractive, yeah, uh, you know, well, of course. pretty things you can put on a motorcycle hey. just like they want to dress up their child. So there's some similarities in the, in the care that you have to take I care love of. it. We are proud to be sponsored by MacuHealth, a triple carotenoid formula that is the only one with mesozeaxanthin, lutein, and zeaxanthin. David and I have been using MacuHealth in our practice for several years. We love it because it's patented with micromycel technology. It's clinically proven to restore macular pigment and supported by level one scientific evidence. So we have confidence that it works. Are there any things you wish you would have known when you first started that you that you do now that you would have that would have saved you so much time and trouble back in the beginning I think um, any business ideas well I know that could be a very loaded question can it yes um, as we've grown um, I would say one thing that we've learned not too long ago is that when you're growing your business, mm-hmm. you always struggle on when to hire that next employee, mm. when to add someone to your team. Yep. And the struggle every business owner has yep. is always, what is that timing? When am I going to add the next team yep. member? Yeah. And for some reason, for years, we would verbally say, we're going to go ahead and get the team on board mm-hmm. to prepare to prepare for the business we anticipate coming okay but over 50 years the majority of that time unfortunately we talk about it and never take action on mm. it and then when the business is grow and, and and you do need more employees you're like oh my goodness why didn't we do yeah. what we said we were going to do mm. and go ahead and hire those people sounds a little bit of like faith there well, we do have a lot of faith, but sometimes we procrastinate. Sometimes you need a little more. <laughs> and don't do what we should do in a timely manner. Now, one thing we did learn, I, I actually, the other day, I listened to a podcast y'all made about a month ago. And, uh, oh, boy. And, and April uh, mentioned in that podcast, uh, one of the books she had read, where the, where the person talks about um, getting the right people on the bus. Mm. So that Jim is Collins, one of the, good yeah, That is one of the figures of speech that we use. So a few years back, the way we begin to combat mm. that procrastination and not going ahead and get team members on the board you know on the bus or on the team is if the right person comes along you know we have at least gotten smart enough okay get it we, you hire them you know i don't care what you have them doing right now if they're if they've got the skill set and right. they've got the passion right and they've got the attitude mm. Get them on the bus. Right. You know, go ahead and hire them. We'll find a seat. We'll find a seat on the bus. <laughs> and it won't be long before they will find the right seat on the yeah, bus. Because absolutely. the Bible does say a person gifts makes room for them. Oh, okay? I love it. Yes. So if you'll get them on the bus, their gifts will grow. And there you go. You'll find what seat on the bus they need to be on because oh, their man. gifts are going to make room for them. So one, I guess if you want me to give a bullet point is, <laughs> is while you may be like me and spend too much time if you spend too much time procrastinating and thinking about, oh, I need right. to hire, I need to increase my team, I need to hire more people. Yeah. But, oh, but look at my payroll. My payroll is going to be here before mm-hmm. my income gets there. So right. how am I going to adjust that? Right. Please, if the right candidate comes along, at least get them on the bus. Don't right. procrastinate for the right 
right person. Right. Um, you're going to be better off if you don't procrastinate at all, procrastinate at all <laughs> and just go ahead and get them on your team. But certainly don't let an excellent right. prospect slip through your fingertips because they just don't come along, you know, every day. And that is amazing. I'm going to insert one little thing right here. <laughs> and everybody already, I'm, this is not, this is not news to anybody, okay? You do have to graciously maybe, maybe hire someone with a little lower skill set than what you might other want otherwise want to hire mm. if they have the passion and they have the good attitude oh, yeah. because the workplace is just not as fluid yeah. Yeah. as it has been. Right. Um, so right. I'm not saying you got to hire everybody with a pulse, but yeah. but you do need to be open open minded. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. Even oh, we're seeing it everywhere. We travel a lot, and we see it a lot, and we're hearing it from everybody. And the other thing is, now you might think, because I'm in the motorcycle business and I ride a Harley, that there's never been a stereotype bone in my body. Okay, (laughs) but I'm telling you, if you have any, throw them away. Mm, You know, don't let don't let somebody's hairstyle or yeah. anything about their appearance yeah. Yeah. throw you off, mm. you know, because some of the hardest working people mm. you find yeah. may have more piercing and more body art <laughs> than what you may otherwise, right. you know, like. <laughs> right. But if they've got good attitude and they've got good work, work ethic, mm. work ethic mm-hmm. tongue twister there, let me back up and say, if you find someone, regardless of their body art, or body piercings, right. if they have a good attitude and a good work ethic and they have passion right. and you can teach them the skills, yeah. you may want to give them a shot. Yeah, absolutely. You know, just throw any preconceived ideas you have about right. someone out the door. Amazing. You know, be, be open-minded. Yeah, absolutely. And, and they think, well, that's easy for him to say. You know, he's he's in the motorcycle yeah, business. Yeah, you guys got Hell's Angels coming in here. Yeah, what are yeah, you talking yeah, about? Yeah. <laughs> but but they don't know me, you know. I mean, I mean – as he mentioned earlier, yeah, you know, that's that's I, I, that's an interesting topic. I, I, we could probably talk about three hours on this one. Yeah. You're, you so, were our youth pastor. That's right. You realize so, that's that. right. So, <laughs> I, so I was a youth pastor, you know, for a long time, and um, and I'm extremely, um, you know, conservative, uh, and I'm not very bold to just take out and and take on new projects, which may lead us into um, mm. one of the questions I think you were going to ask me about, and that is our diversification um, that mm. April mentioned that I might want to drop in. Yes. Um, so I got this idea that over the years, we have someone come in as a young adult right. and buy a Harley-Davidson motorcycle, right. and they get started in the life, and then kids come along, and then right. um, we kind of lose them for a season because they want to be involved in more yep. outdoor sports yep. Just you know, besides just motorcycles. Mm-hmm. So based on the age of their children, they may want to do water sports, they may want right. to do off-road, they may want to do ATV or side-by-side. Yeah. I love it. So six years ago... Um, actually, probably seven or eight years ago when the idea came in my heart, but mm-hmm. we took action on it uh, uh, six years ago, and we took on the uh, BRP. So you had that year of uh, thinking about it. Well, I, <laughs> to be honest with you, I started praying about it in 2011. There you go. Okay, and, All right. And we didn't get any product until 2016, so oh even that goodness. was over five years that I prayed about it and thought, I love it. Lord, do I need to do something besides you know what I'm doing mm-hmm. now yeah, because yeah. all I've done is sold Harley-Davidson's you know, right. my whole life because I actually yep. sold my first motorcycle. Um, my dad opened up when I was like 12, and I sold my first motorcycle when I was 13. Oh, you my know. gosh. That's Literally, amazing. I was, I was just I here, I was here helping on a Saturday afternoon. I'm chasing a rabbit. Um, <laughs> I was here helping on a Saturday afternoon, and this guy 
from uh, Panama City, Florida, rode up on his bicycle. Seriously. Wow. So I just started talking That's to impressive. him. That's impressive. Yeah, I went to the snack machine, bought him a Coca-Cola, bought him a pack of crackers, you know, spent a couple hours with him going over different models. And that dude drove his bicycle back to Panama City, called a bus, came back to Dothan, Alabama, and, and, and bought, bought, a, bought a Harley from Your first Harley. Yeah, about the one, the one that I sold, you know, that was amazing. So, uh, you know, chasing more rabbits, you know, <laughs> don't prejudge somebody that walks in the door. You know, my dad, my dad loves telling the stories about you got to watch those farmers that come in that are dirty as they can be and their old overalls because it may or may not be tobacco in the front pouch bill of his overalls yes. it may be a wad of hundred dollar bills so you, that's you know, right you don't ever that just is right. prejudge a customer Absolutely you know pre-qualify not. you know nope, be, nope. serve everybody the same anyhow going back to what i was saying i'm going to share about the diversification Holland motorsports after after several years of praying about it um uh i decided that um i would uh reach out to brp bombardier recreational products mm-hmm which carries um, the Sea-Doo uh, right. watercraft, right. the Can-Am ATVs, and the Can-Am side-by-sides. And um, that, that has been, and, and, well, I'm sorry, we also have the three-wheel uh, Spiders and Rikers for okay. on-road. Okay. But their three-wheel, we, their three-wheel vehicles um, are front-driven. The wheels are in the front with a single wheel in the back, where the traditional Harley-Davidson Tri-Glide has a single wheel in the front and two in the two back. Two in the back, yeah. So pretty much everything that BRP offered okay. was not a direct competition with Harley Davidson. Nice. I said, so I can reach out and carry a whole nother line of products. Right. And, and from an earlier thought that I chased a rabbit and didn't complete was when our, when our customers begin to go older and change their mind about the sports they wanted to be involved in and what right. they want to do outdoors. Right. I told my dad, I said, we have these customers that we lose for a few years because they're invest, interested in side-by-sides or ATVs or, right, or watercraft. Right. And then when the kids get a certain age and they have more time back to themselves, yeah. they come back and, and then they come right back right. and buy their next Harley that and start sense. you know, traveling Perfect. with just the wife again. And I said, why don't we close that loop yeah. and just keep them in the <laughs> Holland family for their entire power sports that is uh, awesome. you know, adventure. And it's working great because we've had a lot of customers that just came. Right. And it's been extremely successful um, because one of the things I wanted to do, not that other power sports industries don't do this, but one thing I wanted to be sure I'd done is when you grow up in the culture of Harley Davidson mm-hmm. and they all become your friends, your family, you ride together, you actually eat a lot together, <laughs> but, but um, you just enjoy the camaraderie mm-hmm. that you have right? and the, and the personal touch gotcha. um, of helping them you know, with yeah. their family member that just yeah, happens absolutely. to be Harvard Davidson. I'm like, okay, I want to create that atmosphere mm-hmm. um, for the Can-Am, yeah. ATVs, side-by-side, wow. the three-wheel vehicle. I love it. And the CD watercraft. Right. So I didn't just run park all these vehicles beside my harleys i got my pocketbook out spent a bunch of money <laughs> increased the size of my store nice and uh Did you remodeled store? my store I, the I added i didn't double it but i added a whole lot of square footage to the store i think wow. i added ten thousand square foot total to my, to, my, to my operation and um and one thing that worked out really great that wound up being a benefit for the harley customers is my storefront and this is probably too much information but my storefront was very wide and shallow hmm. so it put my clothing department way on one of the store uh, and my sales department way on the other end of the store huh. so when i decided to, to diversify i went deeper okay and shallower so i put the can-am on one end of so much square foot in the frontage gotcha. and left harley so much square footage on the other end 
created two beautiful entrances for both brand names. I gotcha. And it, without my even realizing what I was doing, it has significantly enhanced the Harley-Davidson experience ah. because now the ladies in the clothing department, which are awesome and have a great attitude and love knowing all the customers' names. I mean, yep. like if you if, if a sales guy is got a repeat customer that he might not have seen in five years buying right, buy, right, right, yeah. But they come in all the time and buy you know clothes mm -hmm. and, and leathers and the latest yeah. T-shirt. He just eases over to the motor clothes guy and say, hey, I said, what's that guy's name or what's that guy's name? I can't remember. What, I, 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 I should know it. I, it. It's left me. So the motor clothes can whisper, you know, what the name is. Because with my new layout, since I took on the, the BRP side and I, and I got everything a little bit tighter on the mm -hmm. hard side, right. the parts and clothing and sales, and um, makes me want to take a camera and shine it around. Right. But um, it puts everything more chemistry-oriented, and everybody can um, – Got it. Can uh, – work off other people's energy. So one golden nugget you may think about is look at your operation. Mm. Look at look at your layout. Um, mm -hmm. Because to be honest with you, God's grace just helped me stumble into this new dynamic mm. because I wouldn't have had the foresight to have changed the setup of Harley Davis wow. not realizing you know, that it really wasn't shaped right. Okay. So you know, we often tell ourselves, even if it's just to be sure you're keeping the front clean right. and keeping the trash up, to go outside your office, your business, whatever business you're in, mm. and walk back in and look at it as a customer and say, I love does it. this place look good? And the other thing that I hadn't thought about doing so beforehand. So we have never talked about that before. We've never talked about any of this stuff before. Well, you need to walk and we, in and say. She lectures on it. April lectures on this stuff all the time across the country. So it's amazing to hear these points coming well, from you. I love it. And the other thing is, is, and I didn't think about it until after we had done the remodel. I'm like, oh, my right. goodness. This new layout works so much better than the way our store was laid out before. And I was thinking, is that guy head on a swivel? No, I'm just looking around at how awesome and how happy and how blessed I am with our current layout. Right. It came because I had to rearrange it because I wanted to mm. take on another product. So all I'm saying is, is look uh, at your store. You know? Love that. I mean... I don't care what type of physician you are or what business you're in. Mm -hmm. You go to other physicians' offices. Yeah. You go to other businesses. Right. You know, what do you like about how they do what they do? Mm -hmm. What do you think is awkward? What do you think doesn't flow well? Mm -hmm. You know, I know a lot of us will think, okay, what did they do that gave me a great customer service? What do they do that, man, I, I, that they could have done a better customer service if they had done X, Y, Z. Right. Okay. Pass the personnel. Pass the experience. What about the actual physical layout? Right. Do you need to spend a little money and change your flooring, change your paint, yeah. change yeah. your wall? I mean, <laughs> is there something about your yes. current layout that flows well? Or did you visit some other doctor's office or other yep. business and like, oh, my goodness, I wish I'd done this. You know, their layout's way better, you know. Love sometimes it. Sometimes you just got to reinvest in your business to grow it. Amazing. So, yeah. I think I got a couple of pearls there. And I think <laughs> I think you guys got a couple of pearls there, too. So, well, so what's your favorite bike that's here right now? Well, um, my personal is favorite Is there a personal bike, favorite that you, know, you have here? Is, is the Rogue Glide Limited. Um, it's here right now? You got one uh, here? We'll show a picture of it just so people no, know. No, mine's not here. Oh, right yours isn't here. Because okay. I'm packing it for my oh, trip. Oh, you're going on a trip. North Georgia oh, mountain riding you. in a few days. There so you I'll go. So I'm packing it. All right. Um, but, uh, yeah, I love our traditional electric glide for the Harley enthusiast. Mm -hmm. Um you know, I love the looks of the electric glide um, with the Batwing, what we call the Batwing fairing. Love you know, it. Aesthetically, I just think it's absolutely beautiful, one of the yep. prettiest bikes we make. Yep. But if I'm going to do a lot of mounting riding and doing a lot of curvy roads and stuff, I just prefer the Rogue Glide because its fairing is 
mounted to the frame mm-hmm. and the actual weight of the fairing is not part of the front end gotcha and it just handles you know quicker yep. so you know for me um okay you know i just like the all right road glide you know well i think that's good enough we'll have to take two <laughs> right yeah well thank you bill and it's been it's been amazing uh, oh april has a question for bill Oh boy! So yeah, this was a this was a good this was a good story. I think so. Y- you obviously sold us a bike. Yes, sir. What? It's been about a year and a half now. So how did how did do you remember how that went down? I, I can help you along the way, but do you remember how that went down? I well, I kind of came I, in and you had a couple bikes out there ready, and I kind of went for a ride, and I was gone. Do you know what happened when I was gone? I don't I don't know where Sharon was going, but what I what I'm sure that I asked you when you came in because I ask everybody this. <laughs> Is I, is I wanted to qualify how much riding you were going to do by yourself, how much riding you were going to do with April. There you because go. Because at the end of the day, it's a family decision, yes. not just an individual decision. Correct. And if you want her to be a part, you know, what I regularly tell, you know, my customers is is if it's something you want to do by yourself, yep. then you can go in this direction. That's right. But if it's something you want to enjoy together, you need to go in this direction. Yes. And here are the reasons why. And, and your you're dad. It, was here too. Yeah, and he's all about that. And I, I think didn't he, didn't somebody take you for a ride? He definitely had me. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, he had he. Okay, so that's right. He had you over there looking at the bigger bikes because I was looking at a little bit smaller bike, yeah. the smaller seat mm-hmm. kind of thing. And he goes, no, no, no. Your dad was over here with April, going, no, you need to come look at these. These are a little yeah. bit more comfortable for you. And I get back, and she's like, honey, come and look at this one. And I'm like. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it was so, something. If, if you want your spouse to enjoy it with you, yeah. then, then you need to think and it makes about sense. the type of bike you buy. And that makes perfect sense. Yeah, and it worked well. And just your dad a, is still involved. That's right. Ninety years old comes in every day. You know, just as a I personal gold nugget. You know, if you want to continue to enhance um, your marriage, <laughs> then you need to think about whatever it is. Yes, you know, motorcycle riding, whatever. Yeah, you know. Um, you need to think about what what can you do together to mm-hmm. help it grow together. Absolutely. Um, Thank you to NeuroLens for being a sponsor of our podcast. We have really appreciated having the option of NeuroLens for our patients in our practice. At least two-thirds of people experience the symptoms of eye misalignment, and that number grows as we continue to shift to remote work and learning. The symptoms of headaches, eye strain, dry eyes, and neck pain, eye fatigue, even motion sickness can be extreme. Even small misalignments can cause painful symptoms, and even small prism correction can provide dramatic relief. My wife actually doesn't ride as much right now as she's ridden in the past. But what we do to, to blend everything is she loves her mom, loves her sisters, loves her brother, loves spending time with family. So for, I don't know, seven or eight years in a row, I don't know how many years in a row that this is going to be, um, we picked somewhere in the Carolinas, North Georgia mountains, and we went in a cabin, you know, for a week. Okay. And uh, her and her mom and her sisters, they all get to cook and hang out and have a big time together. And me nice. and my nephews and brother-in-laws, we all get on our Harleys and we all get to oh, go, you man. know, ride all over the mountain. So sometimes you just got to think outside the box. Yeah. And say, you know, what can for I do sure. to win-win? You know, yeah. a win for, yeah. you know, my wife and quality time with her family. And yes. And win for me and riding the curvy, beautiful... <laughs> Leaf-changing roads, roads. With amazing. And amazing. So it's just, uh, you know, it's just. I'm just saying, just think about what what can you do yeah. to bring your whole family together. It's a family thing. So, does 
Yes. Harley's national sales meetings. Are there are there sales meetings or sales well, you get together with other dealers? That's went through times? a lot of cycles in the last 50 years. Um, there have been seasons when we had uh, summer dealer meetings that was all about seeing the new products, mm. winter dealer meetings when we'd see a few products and have a whole lot of training. But, um, you know, with the introduction of COVID, um, mm. we haven't actually had an on-site uh, dealer meeting for a couple of years now. And, and oh, I wow. don't see Harley-Davis Motor Company having um you know going back to having uh, wow uh, you know one anytime in the immediate you know future so we do um you know a lot over the internet and, uh, and zoom meetings for training and uh, they have a lot of good training you but know, you but have in the past though you guys got together sometimes yes. the dealers would get together yes, then yes hmm. yes but right now that's not you know i mean i'm you know, right just a couple of weeks COVID now i mean they have a uh, smaller groups uh, called performance groups that I'm a part of. Okay. So um, it's called it's basically a 20 group. You know, you got them in different businesses where you get okay. share numbers and share ideas to help. Oh, your, that's you awesome. Know, business grow and and uh, yeah, sometimes my I go, sometimes my uh, uh, general manager mm-hmm. Jeremy goes, assistant manager Pam may go. Um, okay. In our group, most everybody is on the East Coast, and. Um, my wife doesn't normally go to the 20 group meetings with me, but this, um, and every now and then we will pick one of our dealers to go do a dealer visit. We'll go see their store. Oh, nice. You know, we'll walk around and, and tell them what we like about the store, you know, what we don't like about the store. Wow. You know, they take our criticisms and our, you know, what we tell them what we really like and, and maybe nice. what we should do. So, you know, if you have a partnership with other businesses yeah, that yeah. you're a part of, regardless of your industry, maybe you could share some time together. Yeah, and, that's true. And that's then become evaluate your processes and you evaluate their processes. So it gives that opportunity within the 20 group to not only share financial numbers, but we also get to do dealer visits. Wow. And uh, the little smile I was going to give here was um, because of the distance and the time and how busy we are, it turns out everybody couldn't break away and go to this particular 20 group meeting. Um, but we only have... One dealer in our 20 group uh, membership that's um, on the West Coast, he happens to be in Palm Springs. Oh. Um, so they twisted my arm, and my <laughs> wife and I you know, are going to be flying out to Palm oh. Springs and at that performance group meeting and visiting that dealer and looking at his numbers. And um, that yeah, we may, be... we may have a couple extra days in Palm Springs past <laughs> the business meeting since I, I've got to go out there. You'll anyway. suffer through yeah, that. But, you know, okay. So, you know, hey, sometimes you just got to take one for the team you hey. know, and make the business drill. <laughs> Unbelievable. I love it. I love it. Man, I'm so glad we got to talk. This has been amazing. And, you know, we April and I really wanted to do this. We wanted to talk to other people, other businesses in this podcast and and these 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 things, because we're we you can get so focused on what you do. You don't hear the other what what other people are thinking. And it's you can just lose yourself sometimes in your own world. Well, one other thing I want to add that it's nice to hear. Well, you know, and they can in this if they need to whenever they need it but another <laughs> item i was just going to share um on the on the family side and that is because i don't know in in how many fields how many of y'all you know work family but uh a lot not, actually yeah not not everybody can you know work family together but right. um my dad started this business in 1972 um he's wow. still here at um mm-hmm. you know at 90 years old comes in you know every day and uh and there Love have it. been there have been times when um our relationship was strained mm-hmm. um but we were able to work through those um uh, I, I used to tell I, I i jokingly say back when there was you know a few years ago there's a real popular show called uh, orange county choppers oh yeah and uh uh and the father and son would go at each you know, oh yeah lot. and i and when i would watch i'd see that show and i'm like oh my i said 
my, my dad and I, we, we were the reality <laughs> TV show in the early 80s, you know. And they're I mean, doing this on television yeah, now. Yeah, they're getting paid, paid to do it. I said, I said we were like the G-rated version of Orange County Choppers <laughs> because they were many a day when we had to close the office door and just go at each other, you know, because, uh, oh, my, my, it just our, our, just our views on what yep. we should do and where we should go and the direction we're headed in and the decision we should make. They just didn't always <laughs> go well, and yeah. we had to work through a whole lot of, you know, no, uh, we get it, you know, process. But uh, and and just and the other thing I want to add is is deciding to do this in 2016. You know, waiting five years to do mm-hmm. it. Um, it. It took a lot of prayer and, and a lot of thought process. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, uh, any of the remodels we've done, any of the adding of product we've done, um, I've had to allow myself to rest mm. in God and allow the Holy Spirit to lead me in that direction oh, I love because it. I'm just not, I, I don't want to close this and everybody thinking, oh, that guy's just, a, he's that businessman that's all that in a bag of chips, you know, <laughs> to grow his business and, and, and have it at right. from 4,000 square feet to over 40,000 square feet and no. all those other brands and yeah. all this other stuff. But in my particular case, it's been a very slow, very no. humble process asking the Lord, please show me what to do next yeah. on a regular basis. Right. Um, it's not uncommon uh, for me to walk around, not just inside my business, but walk around the entire, you know, properties, you know, after hours, nobody's here. Just, you know, walk around your business, um, you know, pray for your business, but pray for your employees, mm, you know, pray absolutely. for their families. Yeah. Because if your heart, if at your very core, you know, you're before God and you're praying for mm-hmm. your employees and you're praying for their families yeah then because it's real to you yep you don't have to worry about a pretense when you get to work the next day mm, i love that you know? wow i mean we have a little joke going on the service center right now um to where a couple of the guys are so close uh one of the older service technicians you know they started calling him you know grandpa and and then a, a middle-aged technician they're calling him the son and the younger technician they're, they're calling the child and and uh and one day the younger technician was you know just getting a little overwhelmed with stuff mm. so i just gave him a hug you know and Aww. the next day he wanted another hug so now Aww. every time i see the younger technician you know he, he, he gets a hug. hug he gets hug. and then and, then, and how that joke's kind of tuck off now is the younger technician he'll say you know did you hug my dad or my granddad today and I'm well, I had it, but I will. So then I go hug the middle-aged technician, and then I go hold, hug the older technician because everybody wants to be sure every family member, Whoa, you know, got awesome. you know, got their hug. But of course, the best, the best hugger is my dad. Oh, we man. actually, the, the Harley Davidson years ago had a motorcycle they called the Harley Hugger. Okay, um, and and so my dad's picked up the nickname Harley Hugger. Oh. You know, so because he will hug, you know, all the female customers that come in here and he's got them pretty well trained you know they'll come in to buy a t-shirt and like where's dutch i gotta get because he finds out i'm here and didn't get his hug you know he's gonna be upset i so, love it you know i mean at, you know, at 90 years old you can just get away with about anything i guess but uh you know so uh but i have you know i'm 63 now so I'm, I, i've tried to if my dad's not here and like where's dad i'm like well he's not here but you know i'll hug you on his behalf or whatever there you go perfect i love it well on that note thank you yes sir we appreciate thank you, you being here yes <laughs> Thanks for being with us, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Opt In with Dr. April Jasper. 